it's so great because I've actually learned so much about omega-3s in the last few months working with this brand. And I've always known that it's good for you, obviously, but a lot of people think, oh, fish, omega-3. Obviously, I know you know that and Dr. Riz knows that, but a lot of people don't. So it's really great to see that this product in this company is all about sustainability, but also being vegan and getting sources from algae instead of fish. It's great. You have more power over your health than what you've been told. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm Maya Acosta, and I'm passionate about finding healthy lifestyle solutions to support optimal human health. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase longevity in a big way. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Before introducing today's podcast guest, I recently returned from Orlando, Florida, and I want to tell you about it. That's where I attended the Lysol Medicine Conference with my husband, Riz. I promoted this conference the entire year, and it finally took place. I can't even begin to explain how meaningful it was for us to connect with like-minded people who are also trained in lifestyle medicine. We even stayed a few days after the conference to visit several theme parks. We had so much fun. I invite you to follow me on social media, specifically Instagram at Maya underscore HLS underscore podcast where I enjoy posting reels related to daily activities, and I shared some of my adventures in Florida. So I'm preparing an episode for this coming Thursday where I will recap my entire experience. Also, I want to invite you to an event that I'm hosting December 13th, 2022 here in Dallas. Dr. Will Tuttle, the author of The World Peace Diet, is on a five-month book tour called Benevolent Revolution, and he will be coming to Dallas. Dr. Tuttle will discuss food and bringing our community together for our health, the animals, and the planet. Suppose that you're ready to hear a powerful message that provides the foundation of a more conscious society based on the understanding of the consequences of animal agriculture. In that case, this event is for you. While many of my listeners are not local, we will live stream this event. So head on over to bit, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Dr. Tuttle. That's D-R-T-U-T-T-L-E. I think that you're really going to enjoy this event. And I'm so looking forward to having Dr. Tuttle here in Dallas. So my next guest was on the show earlier this year. I asked her to return to talk about her vegan bus tours. In other words, I wanted her to talk more about her tours and feature them as a gift idea for loved ones. So this episode is part of a holiday gift idea series where I'm giving you ideas as to how you can gift someone that you love. Courtney Garza McCullough is the owner and the founder of Sprinkles Creative Agency a social media and marketing agency that specializes in working with vegan businesses. Courtney is also a certified chocolate tour guide in Dallas, Texas, and the editor-in-chief of Veg World Magazine. She has worked in the industry for four years and has helped her clients grow their online presence and reach new audiences. Riz and I will be on her next bus tour, which will be December 17th. That's the holiday lights and all of that wonderful experience. It's a four-hour tour. So make sure to follow us again on social media to see our photos and our videos of the experience. Let's meet Courtney. Okay. And I have the colorful Courtney Garza McCulloch with me today. Hi, Courtney. Thank you for being here. Yeah, glad to be back. I know it's been a few months, so this is awesome. Yeah, well, it's wonderful because you sort of started with me early this year, and I wanted to highlight some of the local game changers in Dallas. And so I wanted to highlight all of you and then some of you that I know that is. And now we're towards the end of the year and you're back again. And I do have new listeners that would love to learn about you. So yay. So the first time you came on, you shared with us your journey towards going vegan and then how you developed and created your Sprinkles Creative Agency that supports really social media and the vegan restaurants in the area. And I'm sure you have clients everywhere. I was wondering, so you know what's so funny is that when you came on the first time we were supposed to talk about your chocolate tours that you do in yes. Dallas. And then we talked about your being an entrepreneur and everything that you've done in the vegan community. 
including Veg World Magazine. And then we just completely didn't talk about the tours. And this is a perfect time because I'm doing a series for basically giving my listeners and people locally here in Dallas, like ideas, gift ideas for the holidays for themselves or for loved ones. And I would love people to know about your tours and consider gifting that for themselves or to themselves or for someone else. So for our new listeners, would you mind just kind of recapping a little bit? How did you become a vegan? And tell us about Sprinkles Creative Agency. Yeah, so really great. Um, I'm coming up on 10 years as a vegan. And thank goodness I had, I won't dive into it, so in depth like last time, but thank goodness there was a resource for me as a college student at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas, that was an all vegan cafeteria, literally 100% vegan, no cross contamination, the whole place was safe, you know, good to go. And as a student, one who barely has time to even think about eating, that was nice, because I definitely didn't have time to cook, I definitely didn't have time to really go out So I used that resource because it was like a buffet style cafeteria and I was transitioning. I was definitely already vegetarian and I really wanted to go vegan. But one before college, I was living with my family, of course, and they definitely didn't want to go vegan. So they're pretty much like, well, good luck trying that vegan thing in college. And it just so happened that University of North Texas was ahead of the game. They were living in the future. You know, they were like really prepared for the new wave, the new generation, me, And so that was really cool to be able to use my student loans to get a meal plan, which I'm so glad I did because it was so worth it. The food was every day amazing. And so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I was able to eat vegan. So I was like, I got this. I love being vegan. And I had more energy, even in my early 20s, you know, like you still need the energy, you still need to eat well, even though you're young. And, you know, I never turned back. I never thought about not being vegan ever again. I was like, no, this is the life for me, even out of college, you know? This is incredible. And you probably hear this a lot from people my age or older who say, had I known this when I was younger, I could have spared myself health issues or even like you said, been healthier just in general with more energy, feeling vibrant. We probably slowed down the aging process and increase our longevity. So you got all of this. There's something else that we've never touched on. You touched on it lightly that I want my listeners to hear. You've never had any alcohol in your system. Nope. No, yeah, it's funny. We just went somewhere. Oh, my husband and I just went on a Disney cruise because we just celebrated our one year anniversary of marriage. And so thank you. So we went on a Disney cruise and it was super fun. And it was just funny because so we were able to eat vegan on the cruise because we told them in advance, you know, months in advance, we're going to be vegan travelers. And they took care of us. I will say it wasn't the best food in the world, but we ate. We were never starving. I will say that. But it was funny because everybody was offering us alcohol, right? Like left and right because it's a cruise. You think cruise, oh, you booze it up, I guess. I've not, this is my first cruise ever. So that's just what I've heard, the stigma around cruises. And I'm just like, no, we don't drink. And they were like, oh, you know, everyone always assumes it's because you were sober or like you're sobering up or something. And I'm like, no, 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 I've never drank. Like I literally, I don't even know. Like I've taken a sip of things, but everything has tasted awful. Like in my opinion, I've never found anything that was like, wow, this is delicious. Like, oh, I was like, I'm good. I don't like alcohol. And so I just made that decision at a very young age. Like I just don't want it in my life. I'm good. Like I'm going to save money. I'm going to save calories, I'm going to save just health things that could happen with alcohol, you know, so I was like, you know what, I'm good. So I've never, again, regretted that decision. (laughs) I think that's the coolest thing ever. It's only been through lifestyle medicine that I've learned how harmful alcohol is, because you probably see this all the time, you see different reports and doctors recommending that one or two glasses a day is okay for heart health and this and that. And then when you start to really look into the research, you learn that the World Health Organization in 1988 stated that alcohol is a carcinogen. Yep. And it's poison. And but it's so normalized in our culture that now that I've decided that I no longer wanted it, you know, I no longer want to drink. Now I'm promoting sobriety on my show. So good for you. Amazing. See, I love that. You know, I think it's just a stigma. I think people will need to like kind of rewire their brain to realize that they really don't need it. And I get that depression, you know, kind of agitates that, like with people who maybe like alcohol a little bit, and then they like it a lot after something bad happens. So I can only imagine that kind of connection to alcohol. But as far as like casually drinking, it's like, there's so many great non-alcoholic drinks these days. Like we can still casually yes. hang out with our friends and like be fancy and hold something, you know? So that's right. it's easy now. 
Yeah, That's I've great. been making these amazing mocktails. Of I'm course, just yeah. loving it. And of course, you and I love fruits, frozen fruit, mangoes, oh, berries, all that. Yeah. So that's a wonderful way to, you know, incorporate that into a drink with a little bit of sparkling soda or mineral soda and whatever you want to add into it and some fruit. And there you go. You don't need anything else. So I think People it's awesome. would probably like this at my wedding. We had a vegan, non-alcoholic wedding. And at first we were like, what? No alcohol at a wedding. Yeah. You know, but it was so amazing because we had a, a mocktail that was like sparkling apple cider, but it was in a bubbling cauldron. So we put dry ice in it. So everybody's drink was like, like steaming, like I'm not steaming, but like bubbling. Like it was like, it looked like a potion, you know, like a magical potion. And so it was really cool. So people were like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I don't need an alcoholic drink. I have got magic in a cup, you know? <laughs> so it was really right. cool. That yeah. is so cool. So now let's talk about Sprinkles Creative yeah. Agency because my husband is now a client of yours. So honored. Yes. Yes. And I really want people to know that since you have been managing his Instagram account and really Facebook as well, he has yes. now more interaction and more Yay, people noticing him. Thank so you. tell us how you started that. How can people, if they're interested in your services, how can they hire you? I'm so glad to hear that too, because yeah, I believe it's been a few months, about three months we've been working together nearly that. And I have just been so glad to see the growth there because obviously Dr. Riz deserves it, nor people need to know what he's doing and just be in awareness and just, you know, see how they can connect with him. So social media is so great for that. But to summarize, I started Smiggles Creative in 2018, August 2018. So we just celebrated our four year anniversary. Amazing. I cannot believe it's been four years. It's really blows my mind, you know, so I'm, I'm very thankful because this is pretty much what I've always wanted to do, even in college. So the reason I went to UNT is because I wanted to get my degree in journalism and marketing. And that's exactly what I did. I graduated in 2014 with my, it's a fancy way of saying advertising, but it's called strategic communications with a minor in marketing. And so I use that degree to the fullest. You know, I'm very thankful that I went to school for something that I really wanted to do. And I'm still using that degree outside of school. And it is a dream come true because in school, I was the president of my student agency. It was like a student-run agency. And we actually worked with local businesses in Denton to do their social media and do their kind of marketing plan. And I remember being a student and being like, I want to do this for real. Like I want to do this when I get out of school and grow up. And obviously, I worked a couple jobs in between school and starting Sprinkles. But those jobs prepared me for this because I was able to see what the market's like, you know, how to really help my clients, how to really help vegans. Because my focus is obviously vegan businesses because that's where my heart and soul is. That's where my drive is. I want everyone to go vegan. I want everyone's health to improve. I want to save the animals, planet, everything. And I really think through marketing, through, you know, social media and just the right messaging, I can help do that. And I really think that we're able to do that. In the last four years, I've feel like I'm making an impact. And for me, that helps me sleep at night. You know, like that feels good in my, my gut. <laughs> it's your passion. Oh, it's what drives you. I can oh, yeah. tell. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I hear that last part. I said, it's your passion and it's what drives you. I can tell. Yes. It's what keeps you Every alive. Day. And yeah, I remember you had a client a few years ago who had packaged foods. Yes. And I would follow that individual. And I noticed the difference right away. I didn't Yay! know at the time that yeah. you were the one behind all of that. But the first thing that I said was they took the food out of the package. Yes. Right. <laughs> Isn't that so funny how people don't do that? And I'm like, what is happening? Let's right. Eat it, you know, <laughs> if we eat with our eyes, we need to yes. see the food as if it were in front of us. Enticing. You make yeah. the food very enticing. So I want to know if you can talk to us a little bit about what brand awareness is, yes. because I know that people my age and older and really just people who are not comfortable yeah. being in front of the camera. We didn't grow up. Many of us don't have tons and tons of photos from when we were younger. Yeah. But I have tons and tons of photos of my sister's kids of because course. I was the photographer. Yeah. But Many of us don't feel comfortable being in front of the camera, yeah. being photographed, sharing our story on video. But I know that for brand awareness, it's very important. It's everything. It it's really everything. is. I think the best way to say it is that we're all humans. Like it's that human connection. People just want to bond. They just want to 
have memories together. They want to have relationships together, friendships, you know, professional relationships, meaningful connections. And especially in a day and age where everyone's on their phone and the world is kind of smaller, like, you know, we can talk to people across the world now and it's no big deal. Whereas obviously in the earlier generations, you weren't able to do that. But I think it's both a beautiful thing and also kind of an isolating thing. But in the good news is, or at least how I see it with social media, we are able to have these online communities. Like, yeah, you maybe not see these people physically in front of you or be able to like hug them or fist bump them or whatever, but at least you can still have meaningful conversations and also like learn from each other, engage with each other, even joke and tell people that I technically met my husband on Facebook, which is so weird to think. Like we didn't meet in real life at first. We met through a social media platform, you know? Yeah. You never know. You never know. I follow, I'm not always on social media, but the people that stand out are the people that have a presence online. Mm -hmm. If you do one or two posts, and I'm guilty of not being very consistent with my own social media. Yeah. Yeah, But then there are those doctors and other people who are giving tips every day, who are showing you how to cook a quick meal. And those are the people that I say, wow, they know about brand awareness. They know about being there for their followers. So I think it's pretty cool what you're doing. Yes. And you probably have accounts everywhere now. Do you have yeah. clients in other cities in Texas, outside I of Texas? Do. Yeah, I'm excited. I have a client that I'm very passionate about because they are a totally vegan microalgae based omega-3. So they're fish-free omega-3 from Iceland. So their factory is in Iceland. So I've been doing a lot. Obviously, I haven't gone yet. I hope to go next year. But their facility is in Iceland. And so I want to go because everything they do is sustainable. Like even down to the type of bulbs they use to grow the microalgae is kind of like infrared light, but they're actually pink and purple. And I can show you their page. It's called Orlo Nutrition, O-R-L-O Nutrition. And it's all vegan, fish-free, omega-3 is what they like to say. And also Iceland is a very sustainable country in itself it's easy for them to kind of integrate that culture into the product because all of their product is made out of post-consumer materials. It's all plastic-free, no weird gel casings. Everything's totally vegan and eco-friendly, which is really rare. It's defined for like a supplement. And it's so great because I've actually learned so much about Omega-3s in the last few months working with this brand. I mean, I've always known that it's good for you, obviously, but a lot of people think, oh, fish, Omega-3, not the case. Obviously, I know you know that and Dr. Riz knows that, but a lot of people don't. And so it's really great to see that this product in this company is all about sustainability, but also being vegan and getting sources from algae instead of fish. It's great. Yes, I can't wait to learn more about them. So yes. are they on your social media yep. or are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm I posted a couple of times about them. I actually have a post today scheduled for them that I'm posting myself because I obviously went on a cruise and I want to connect people with understanding that when you go on things like cruises, you got to be kind to the earth. You know, you can't like throw your waste over the ship and be like, oh, it's trash. You know, like there's fish in there, there's life in there. And so I wanted to connect people with like, we shouldn't be consuming fish. We shouldn't be wasting the oceans, including them and all these things. And so I made a lot of fun content that I'm excited to share. Because cruises, you know, have the stigma, I think, too, about being wasteful. But actually, if you do the research, a lot of cruises, including Disney, are really doing their part to save, you know, really reduce the food waste, but also trash waste and plastic waste. And it is great. So I think it's cool that they're catching on. I'm not saying that all cruises are sustainable by any means, but it is nice to know that people are being conscious of it. Yep. And what you just said too, I want to go back in a minute about the vegan cruises, but the veganism during a cruise, but the algae, I just like what you're saying, I think we need to highlight these companies that are providing the omega-3s through algae, because at the end of the day, we know that that's where the fish get their omega-3s. The fish are (laughs) literally the middlemen. They're the middlemen. We don't need them. Like, we just get it from the algae. It's crazy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you were highlighting Disney because, you know, I commented on your post. I think we need to do this. I think we need to say, hey, you guys, you're really missing out on a large portion of individuals that would be on your cruise if you just provided delicious healthy meals. And unlike other things, when you're traveling, you can take food with you here and there. You can't do that on a cruise. No. 
Yeah. They um, specifically said that in the instructions, do not bring any snacks, do not bring any food. So again, we're not starving. We were fine. But it was just like very just it seemed like they didn't think about it. Like it wasn't very thoughtful. It seemed like we were kind of like, you know, second fiddle or not second fiddle, but what's the word on the back burner? Like, oh, whatever. And we did meet one other lady that was vegan. But I was like, there's no way that out of these 3000 passengers, there's only three vegans on the cruise. There's no way. So I was just like, how is this happening? So, you know, I did tag them. I don't think they saw it yet. But you know, maybe one day they will. And I did. And they had me do three different surveys because they always they make everyone do surveys. You don't have to do it. But like, I would like to. So I did write in my survey and I wasn't mean about it by any means. I was like, Hey guys, we had a great time. We love Disney. Like obviously all the shows were fantastic and we just have memories forever, but the food was left something to be desired. Like let's really work on that. Let's get some better chefs in there. Let's get some seasoning. I don't know. Like it was just not good. We need to give them ideas. Now the Holistic Holiday at Sea is resuming their vegan cruise next year. I saw that. I'm not sure if I'm going to go. And the reason being no problem with the food, but I just don't want to burn myself out like I did before with, you know, because it's a conference on the, you know, by ship. (laughs) So you're going to, to be honest, I mean, I know because then you're just, you know, just going to classes and all of that and it can be tiring, but I love that half of the ship was vegan And so the port side, I think it was the port side, was all vegan food. And then in the evening, they would have like this pizza party thing where you can just go into the food hall and just have as much vegan pizza. I think they offered regular and vegan pizza, but a lot of us would get together and just munch on the pizza. So it was fun. Vegan ice cream during different, you know, so just and that's what you were looking for. You were looking for fun foods that you would enjoy anywhere else, but on the ship so that because that's part of the pleasure of being on a cruise. We did get Mickey Mouse waffles and they were cute they were like shaped like mickey mouse so it was like cute but honestly they were kind of undercooked and gummy like we got them three days in a row and it was just like we kept thinking they're going to get better and they just didn't yeah just again it just seemed like they didn't really like test it out before we came on you know just kind of yeah. like oh here this is vegan like i'm glad they at least double checked the ingredients and we had no sickness we didn't get sick at all we were fine everything was totally vegan but yep yeah, it was just a bummer. There is a cruise I'm looking at. It's not Holistic Seas. It's called Vegan Voyages. And it's 100% vegan. And they go to like Normandy, France. And, you know, like I think I forgot the other places, but really like cool, like exotic places, but 100% vegan. Like nothing is not vegan. And they do yoga every day. Even the like soap is cruelty free vegan, like everything. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do that next. Like I want to do an all vegan cruise, like where attention to detail, like they were like in the Normandy Paris one, they said they're going to have like vegan cheese night and like, you know, charcuterie board night because everything's French, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to do that. (laughs) Like sign me up for that one. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yeah, we were already vegan when we took a family trip and we did a Mediterranean cruise, which was... I think we flew into Paris, but we went everywhere. So we were in Spain and Italy. Amazing. So beautiful. Yeah. But just like what you're saying, the worst part was the food. I oh. struggled so much. And actually, Same. Courtney, after that cruise, I said, I, I never want to do another cruise again because it's torture. It's it torture for me. And then you land in certain places. I would say that now that you're talking about the French charcuterie board, yes. and I never say that right. France has been for me the hardest place to eat vegan. And this really? I find a vegan restaurant. And probably Spain too. Spain oh, no. because there's so much bacon, so much yes, pork in that. the dishes. Ooh. So, Good but anyway. No, I mean, see, I would want to do that. Again, I've heard the same thing because French are really heavy in their like butter and cheese, you know? Yes. So. I've heard that, but yeah, if we could go all vegan. But the world has changed and there are no, uh, there are more vegan restaurants everywhere now. So it's just a matter of me getting up there. That I've been vegan, like a lot of improvements have happened. And obviously I'm very thankful for it. I'm just like, I love it. We're just on the steady climb. You know, it takes time. We're getting more food scientists and creative chefs and creative businesses. So I have no doubt it's just going to get better as the years go on. But it is funny to think that we're like, we're in 2022. How do you not know, Disney, that vegans need to eat good food? Like what? 
It's crazy. That's right. And actually, because I know that we're both planning for a trip, so I don't want to take too much of your time. But I will say my husband and I are going to the Lifestyle Medicine Conference next week in Orlando. Mm -hmm. We're staying a few days extra because we want to go to some place like maybe Universal Studios or something like that. I've never been. Okay. Please go and tell me all about it. Now I'm going to want to go. Right. I haven't been in years, but I will tell you that now I'm thinking, what about the food? Will I find anything to eat? There's an Instagram account you should follow. It's called, she's amazing. She's our vegan at Disney, I think is what her name is. But she like literally has a page just to talk about like the new vegan stuff they're making, the stuff that you can always get, the seasonal stuff, limited edition. But she is like dedicated. Her page is so helpful on covering like what Disney makes at the parks specifically for vegans. I'm like, perfect. Amazing account. Yeah. So definitely follow her, but I'm excited for you to see it. Um, My friend was just there also. And she said she got really good vegan food because she went to Universal and she saw like the Harry Potter world and like all the different (laughs) stuff. And I was like, I want to go one day. I've only been to Disneyland, not world, right. So. Right. We were like, we just need a little bit of fun. We don't have anything planned. So we really probably we should, should look to see about the tickets right now. But speaking of that, so when you started Sprinkles, so Sprinkles Creative Agency, you saw a need yeah. for representation in the vegan oh, yeah. community in terms of social media. So let's talk about your local Dallas tours. Tell me about yes. that because Riz's daughter was the one that told us like a year ago. So she funny. said, it's so fun. And she never yeah. gave us your name. She said, y'all should go on that vegan chocolate tour. Yes. There's a bus. And so I was like, well, what is she talking about? She never told us more. And then we come to find out from Brett that you're the one. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about those tours. So it's funny. The lady that created it, her name is Janine. And she's had this company at least 15 years. It might be 20. She's so sweet. She's a little bit older lady. And she contacted me out of nowhere back in 2021, like early 2021. I think it was like January, February. And I had no idea who she was. And she was like, hey, your name came up because I'm wanting to start these vegan bus tours. And I need to look back and see who recommended me too. Cause I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like how random. And of course, cause like I pride myself on being like the Dallas vegan, you know, like the person that really amplifies how amazing it is to be vegan in Dallas. Cause it is, it really is. And mm-hmm. so she was like, would you be interested in hosting these tours? Like all you have to do is like basically have a microphone, just guide people, like be the host, you know, like almost like I'm hosting a show, like what you're doing now. And then just mm-hmm. lead people to these like four to five different stops. So we usually go to four to five restaurants or we tie in like a vegan grocery store, like Lucky Mouth, or we went to Ann's health food store in, in Oak Cliff one time, or we'll go to like, one time we went to a garden, not Bonton Farms, but I forgot the name of it. It was like a grow your own like food garden in Dallas. It was so cool. And we got to tour that. Not always do we go to like just restaurants. Like we're not just eating the whole time. We usually try to do like one stop that's not just food related, but it's always vegan, 100%. So you never have to worry. And what's cool is I want to tell people that if you have an allergy, like you're gluten-free vegan or you're, we had a girl that's allergic to sesame seeds that came on Mm -hmm. the bus. And we tell people just tell us and we will make sure that you will eat everything because every chef is so like wonderful with allergens. So we just tell them like, Hey, we have a girl that's allergic to sesame seeds. And they're like, totally cool. We'll make sure there's no sesame seeds and everything's still vegan. So I love it. I've so since early 2021, I think I've done seven or eight bus tours now and I've expanded. I've gone to San Antonio and I've done a few bus tours out there and all vegan it's so funny. I tried to do two Austin bus tours, but one time it was canceled because of COVID because they had like a really scary outbreak in Austin that wasn't in Dallas. And then another time, well, it was supposed to be literally tomorrow, but I had to reschedule it because we have Vegandale tomorrow and I'm working it. And also it's so close to my trip that I was like, I can't do a bus tour in Austin. This is crazy. So I will do one in Austin. It's going to happen. I can't tell you how many people have messaged me like, what are you coming to Austin? I'm like, I'm coming. We're going to do it. But I'm excited because they've been selling out. Like all of my bus tours sell out. And it's such an honor for me because I'm just like, this is so cool to see that people have this need and I'm able to fulfill that because Mm -hmm. the best part though, is that not everyone's vegan that attends. And then they come and talk to me afterwards and they're like, I'm not vegan, but I just wanted to check this out because I'm curious and I would love keep trying this vegan thing because you've made it so accessible and fun. And now I know about these restaurants 
that not only are 100% vegan, but we also go to vegan friendly places that have just like maybe a vegan menu or vegan options. And I do that purposefully because I want people who are either not vegan or are vegan, but they have family or friends that they want to go to like Omni restaurant is what we call it and be able to have their family eat their food, their omnivore food, and then have a vegan option or a few vegan options. So I love to do both because I really think that in this world, people need to kind of be met halfway. And I mean, in the vegan world, because, you know, the reality is, as you know, very full well, people aren't going to go vegan overnight. Some do. And I think it's amazing. I definitely didn't. It took me about six years to go fully vegan from vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think anyone should rush themselves. So I love to do these bus tours because it's a perfect way to just like, you're literally, you're dedicating four hours of your day to do like a fun little tasting of like little vegan bites around (laughs) Dallas or San Antonio or Austin, wherever I do it. I think people like that little like taste of vegan is what kind of is, you know? Yep. I love all that you just said in terms of the reasons why people enjoy this and why you're doing it. The other thing that came to mind while you were sharing that is that we'll be exploring our city as if we were tourists, right? Which uh, I think a lot of times we start to sort of, we get into these habits of just, you know, lifestyle habits. This is what I do, or maybe I don't do. And then we forget to explore our city and to enjoy it. And so what you're doing is you're sort of just highlighting those places so that we can continue to support them. And also, also introducing people to vegan foods, like you said. And yeah. you remind me, and I probably told you this before, but you remind me of the girl that I interviewed from Madrid who started oh, her, no. I think she goes by vegan. No, she oh, goes by this. Yes, yeah, Madrid vegan. Yeah, Madrid vegan tours. Oh, and she, I think her business changed as a result of the pandemic affecting oh, right. it. But she had partnered with El Prado, the museum. Oh, and, oh that's right. Yes. And she did tapas. So vegan tapas, which, you know, like I said, it could be hard in Madrid, but you know, you could do just a tapa tour, walking tour, or you can partner tapas with the Prado. And then the partnership she had with the Prado was that she would highlight the art pieces that don't depict, is that the right word, that show graphic animal cruelty, anything associated, because a lot of those other paintings could, you know, show animal torture. I don't want to see that on a vegan tour. Yeah, that's right. And I remember and that was I think I interviewed her at the beginning of 2020. And I was very excited about what she was doing. Now you're doing something like that in the sense that you're highlighting for the rest of us vegans who maybe we want to dine with more people other than just our loved ones, like get together, mingle, network. Now, Riz and I are going to join you December 17th. Yay. So I wanted to add too. (laughs) what else we do on the bus tours is not only do we do the food aspect, my personal favorite time is in between because obviously it takes like sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes to drive in between stops. And I get on the microphone and I do Dallas trivia. And so you'll learn a lot about Dallas history, Dallas fun facts, Dallas, you know, quirky things. And so I personally love that because I give out prizes. Like I give out, you know, like all those foods jerky, or I give out little vegan stickers or vegan pins or, you know, like little fun things. And so it's, I like that because obviously I am an extrovert and I love to interact with people. And it's Mm -hmm. good because it's kind of like icebreakers. It's like, Hey, let's raise our hand and like, let's answer the questions and like, let's interact with each other. And then a lot of people, sometimes I'll say a question that nobody knows the answer to. And they're like, Oh, so cool. Like we had no idea. And I was like, see, we're all learning. And so for (laughs) me, it's a really fun, like four hours of like, jam-packed interaction. Like we're trying food, we're getting on the bus, getting off the bus, we're doing trivia, winning prizes, we're singing songs, we're being silly. And people make new friends on my bus. Like that is the coolest part too, is like being able to see that people are like, oh, so cool. You live in Addison and I live in Addison. Oh my God, so cool. Whatever. And it's, they're making new memories, new friends are taking pictures. Like I've always had nothing but great feedback and just great times afterwards. So I'm looking forward to to December because that one's going to be specifically holiday themed. So we're going to be doing not only food, which we're definitely going to eat some great food, but we're also going to look at the Dallas Christmas lights. And you know, Dallas, especially the fancy houses go all out. So it's really cool. We'll be doing Christmas songs on the bus get in the spirit. And also I want to do a tacky Christmas sweater contest. So I want everyone to wear their tacky Christmas sweaters and whoever has the craziest <laughs> one will win a prize. So, Oh my goodness. That's too much fun. And is yeah. that one also for hours? 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I saw you'll be doing Vitruvian lights. Yes. Mm -hmm. In Addison, which is a wonderful. What I like about the idea of going with you guys is that, as you know, when you go to this park and see all these lights, the parking is the hardest part because you have to park far away and then walk all the way through. So in the bus, are we just going to pull up? (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They have it all set up for us. So I love that aspect too, because think about it. It says another thing is so many people are like, oh my gosh, I want to try all these vegan spots. But I don't have time to drive all over the world, you know, because as we all know, Dallas is very spread out. It's a metroplex, you know. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we take that hard part off of you because I personally am not a fan of driving either. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to have someone literally cart you around like you're like in a limousine (laughs) or something. So that's pretty fancy too. (laughs) It's pretty cool. We'll be seeing lights in different places throughout Dallas. And I don't remember, is there a restaurant stop with this one? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. We're going to have... Sweet and savory bites. Last year, I believe we went to either three or four restaurants. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'm so excited. So we're going to have really good food. We'll definitely have like treats on the bus too. And last year I made hot chocolate for everyone, but it was so like, one, it was so hot, the hot chocolate. And also we were bumpy that people were like spilling it everywhere. So maybe I won't make hot chocolate this year. We'll see. Maybe I'll bring like vegan eggnog. Maybe that'll be easier because it's not hot. We'll see. But I just thought that was funny. That is true. I'm glad you're coming. Oh, yeah. I'm too excited. We've been wanting to go. But at the time when we learned about you, our dog was not crate trained. So we it's hard to leave him. But now he's doing much better. So I can leave him for four hours. Because yeah, for restaurants, we can't take him. So it's a little trickier. Courtney, I thought we would sort of wrap things up a little bit by asking you some rapid fire questions just to get to know you a little bit more. You can answer them quickly, but if you feel like elaborating on in when it comes to any of these topics, I thought that would be fun too. Are you ready? Totally. Okay. So my first question, which actor or actress would you play in a documentary? Yeah. Okay. So I thought about this question (laughs) and I would say you're gonna laugh at this, but it's true. I'm bummed she's not vegan anymore, but maybe I could like do a good job of like depicting that. Anyway, Miley Cyrus, because everyone has always said that we look a lot alike. And fun fact, we're actually two days apart, like not even like two days in two years. No, like we were born two days apart the exact same year. It's really weird. So um, we're like this exact same age. And everyone's like, you look like Miley Cyrus. I'm like, I know. So it's weird. You do. And have you ever dressed up like her during Halloween? but I should. (laughs) I can't tell you, especially when she was blonde. I was blonde at the same time. And actually, I went blonde first. So I was like, you're copying me. And then I went vegan. And then she went vegan. Literally, like a month later, I'm like, is she spying on me? It was weird. (laughs) But no, I'm bummed she's not vegan anymore. But maybe she'll hopefully she'll go back because it's so ridiculous the reason she stopped being vegan. But right. Well, and then that's why and I want to just kind of add this quick comment. That's why the educational part is right? important. Yes. And in the yes. sustainability to make it easy, but also tell people why being vegan is important. We help the so animals, important. we help the planet and our health. Yes. That's also very important. Okay, here's another one. When you wake up in the morning, what's your number one priority? Oh, I love starting my day with yoga. I really do. Like it to me, if I don't do some kind of fitness element to start my day, I really do feel off. And maybe that's a psychological thing. But if I like, sleep in and I have to like go straight to a meeting, I feel like jostled. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I feel like doing yoga, especially as opposed to like, I usually yoga or run and those both like calm me down. It kind of like eases you into the day. So for me, that's a priority for sure. That's wonderful. And we should mention that you are trained now in yoga. I finished. Yeah, I finished my certification programs. I am yoga teacher certified. Do I have time for it? No, but I love it. (laughs) Congratulations. That's something you can always do in the future. That's so cool. I love to have. Uh, So this next question is really because many of us have different fears, right? And you seem to be very adventurous. And so what are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Um, Heights, I would say. I'm not really afraid of spiders or snakes either. So I'm a very like nature's person. So if I go out in nature and I see a spider or a snake, which we actually do often in our neighborhood, because our neighborhood's kind of like in the forest, we live next to a like white rock lake, sort of. So we see lots of mostly little snakes and but lots of spiders. Like my whole garage is full of spiders. And I actually say hi to them. I'm like, hey, what's up? I don't kill them. I don't move them. Like, it's just weird. So I'm not Yeah, it never bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> and we should also add to this one that Halloween, it seems to be like your favorite holiday. And that's holiday. when you got married. Yes. And 
Okay, so Halloween. So now is, we celebrate every year in you know double the holiday itself and also our wedding. So engagement. That's so cool. Yes. What's the main thing on your bucket list? Ooh, just honestly travel the world. I want to go to as many countries as possible in my lifetime, and I've already gone to fourteen. New Zealand next week will be fourteen countries, so including U.S. But still, so yeah, it's, that's my bucket list for sure. Do you have one of those scratch off maps or no, stickers that you're I collecting? What I do have, though, is a shelf. Actually, it's become two shelves. Every time I go to a different country, I get a coffee mug that says like what the country is. And so I have a whole like collection now of all of the countries I've gone to. So that definitely oh. is going to grow. Yeah, that's wonderful. I can't wait to see where you travel because I follow you on social media. Yes. Okay, what is one surefire way to grab your attention? Probably with food. <laughs> Obviously good food, good vegan food. Like that grabs my attention. That's right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Hear that, Disney. You need to grab Courtney's attention. <laughs> That's the way to do it. It has to be really beautiful presentation. And obviously it has to match that presentation with great flavor. <laughs> yeah. Flavor is so important. Yes. What upcoming life event are you excited about? The trip, for sure. But the trip is actually twofold into the big life event, which is turning 30. I'm turning 30 in two weeks. And I'm just like, this is wild. I mean, I'm so happy, obviously. Like, I'm not scared of 30. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm getting old. I'm actually like embracing it because I feel like a lot of people that I admire in my life, but also just people that I don't really know, but like celebrities, they did so much of their like biggest famous thing in their 30s. And I'm like, you know what? I'm excited. I'm embracing it. I'm going to be more wise. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's beautiful. I remember turning yes. 30 for me was pretty difficult. But when you turn 30 and how you feel about that determines if you feel like you're on the right path, of if course. you feel good about what you're doing, because after that, it just feels like smooth sailing. <laughs> it all counts. Yes. Yeah. And you said the upcoming event, I don't know, we said it before we started recording, but you're headed to New Zealand. Yeah. So excited. Oh my gosh. So totally a first time. It's going to be great. I'm going to celebrate my actual birthday in New Zealand, which is 19 hours ahead of Texas time. So technically, I'm going to celebrate my birthday twice. I'm going to celebrate my birthday in the future in New Zealand. And then again, Texas time. (laughs) Yeah, that's wonderful. Wow. Congratulations. I can't. How long are you? Will you be there? Just about eight days. So like a little over a week. But so excited. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, right. Here's a fun question, because I was thinking about it for myself as well. But what is the best thing that happened to you this year? Oh, that's hard. I would say not necessarily a defining moment, but just growth. Because I actually had a friend tell me the other day that she remembers me talking last year about all these things, like the person I wanted to become. And this year, I've really leaned into it. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, I have definitely created boundaries in my professional life that I last year would have never been able to do because I'm such a people pleaser and Mm -hmm. which can be good, obviously, but also bad. And so Mm -hmm. this year I've definitely become stronger. And for me, that's the best part of growth is just to learn that you are in charge of your life and you don't have to put up with things that maybe, you know, hurt your soul or hurt your psyche. And I've learned that this year that I'm like, I don't actually need to do this. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this to make someone else happy, but that's just hurting me. So we're going to put a stop to this. And I would have never been able to do that before this year. So that's my biggest defining moment. That's huge. And what was that? You said there really wasn't a defining moment, but there was something that geared you towards saying, hey, I have to protect my energy. I have to protect my space. Was there anything that stands out? Your health always tells you a lot about what's going on in your brain and also what's going on in your professional life. And for me, I was so my eye was twitching, like literally twitching like a robot. Like it was like, it was crazy. I was like the back of, so literally right here, the back of my head was, I had a constant headache and I've never had a headache back there. Like usually, you know, you get maybe a little headache right here in your temples But no, it was like in the back of my brain. And I, of course, like did a bunch of research and I was like, oh, this is all related to stress. Like my Mm -hmm. eye twitching, my brain, like literally feeling like someone was like squeezing it is for weeks. And I kid you not, it was due to a client that I had that was very Mm -hmm. overbearing. 
And it was just not a good fit. It was clearly like, it was not what I was used to, like the people I was used to dealing with. And it was just clearly, as soon as I, let's just say, I hate using the word fire, but as soon as I cut ties and put myself first, and that also made me feel good is like, I'm the one that initiated it. I was like, I can no longer work with you because it's hurting my stress, my soul, my sleep. I was not sleeping. It was all these things. And I'm like, I don't really need to do this. And it felt really good to be able to say that to myself. Like, you don't really need this. What are you doing this for? And so after I did that, my headache went away. My eyes stopped twitching. I was sleeping better. I was able to like actually eat because when I get stressed, I just don't eat. It's crazy. And so it was amazing. I Mm -hmm. felt so good afterwards. And I was like, you are growing. You did it. (laughs) So it was really nice to see that in myself. Congratulations. It's like ending a bad relationship that you're in. That's exactly what it was like. (laughs) You don't need it. It's time for that divorce to happen. (laughs) That's wonderful. I feel like I'm in that space too, where I don't need to suffer anymore. Like I've suffered enough in my life. Okay. I'm going to ask you just one more question because I know we both have to pack, but I thought I asked this one because I know that you love different items. And so I thought I asked, what is something that you love that is vintage? Ooh, so many vintage things. So my grandma is 86. She's still alive. She's doing great. She's actually on a road trip right now. Crazy. So she has so many things that she's passed down to me. And I just cherish mostly jewelry. I have this one piece of jewelry that I I honestly don't even wear it anymore because I'm so scared I'm going to break it. I'm scared that I'm going to be like on a trip and somehow knock it against something. But it's a gorgeous bracelet that only fits me, which is really special because me and my grandma kind of have a similar body size when she was my age. And so it's like a cameo that was like engraved in the glass of this bracelet And it's so delicate and just like beautiful. It's like a gold bracelet and it's like a face, like a cameo of like a beautiful cameo woman, whatever. But if you turn it around, you can feel the etching of the face and it's like so beautifully made. And I think it's from, I don't even know what year it's from, some, a long time ago, but I just, I cherish it so much. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. It reminds me of, I have, well, she's gone now, but my great aunt that was older and she handed down some rings, a a little bit of jewelry down to me. And I'm the same way, Courtney, like I treasure that so much. I want to wear it, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just for social media. like Exactly. (laughs) This has been so much fun getting to know you this way. Um, What's the best way that my listeners can learn more about you? And then, like I said, the whole idea was to encourage people to purchase your tours and not just the holiday tour, but you know, you'll have some next year. So if people want to gift tours to loved ones, what's the best way to do that? So it's not my website, but it's called Dallas by Chocolate. And it's it's Janine's website, the lady I mentioned before. So dallasbychocolate.com. And you can go on there. She has a whole calendar of different types of tours. Again, her company is not vegan. I just do the vegan ones. So you just search for the vegan bus tour. And that's me. Anything that's vegan related on the page, that's me. And so we have them pretty much booked out for the next few months. We do one every other month. So for example, I just did one in October. So the next one's in December. And then after that, the next one will be in February, probably Valentine's theme, you know? So we have one every other month. So you can always buy in advance because we schedule in advance. It's always on a Saturday. So that's easy to remember. It's not ever going to be on a weekday or a Sunday. So pretty nice to kind of plan. After December, the next one will be around Valentine's Day. Yes, we did one okay. last, this Valentine's Day and it was so fun. I'm going to purchase one for that one as Yay. well. Yes, because oh, yeah. that would be fun for so fun. couples, for it date is. night. So, and one last question about the tour. How many people can fit in a bus? 35. 35. Oh 35 my gosh, max. that's pretty yeah. nice. It's that's nice. Great. Yeah, there's air conditioning. Like I said, I have a microphone. We have music. Like it's really nice. We always have enough space. So you're not crammed by any means because every chair has its own like armrest and stuff. So don't worry about like, am I going to be too close to someone I don't know? Like, no, it's really nicely spread out. Yeah, that's very important. I'll add the rest of your links to the show notes. And uh, Courtney, I know we both got to pack because we're both yes. leaving pretty soon for our trip. So <laughs> enjoy so Vegandale and in New thank Zealand. You. Yes, And thank you again. We'll see you December 17th. Of course. Well, hey, have a fun time. I can't wait to hear all about your hopefully Disney adventure if you go. (laughs) That's right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Sprinkles Creative Agency is a creative and digital agency aiming to help 
change the world with its sweet skills. They provide social media management, photography, graphic design, event planning, and marketing. Missing a little something? Put sprinkles on it. Let's recap my conversation with Courtney. So Courtney Garza McCulloch is a Dallas-based entrepreneur and vegan activist. She's the founder of Sprinkles Creative Agency, a marketing and social media agency specializing in working with vegan businesses. She's a contributor to Veg World Magazine, a publication promoting veganism and plant-based living. Courtney is also passionate about featuring vegan food from around the world during her travels. While our goal was to feature her local vegan bus tours here in Dallas, we also focus on brand awareness. Why is it essential for businesses to increase brand awareness through social media? Social media can connect you with like-minded individuals and create a sense of community. Social media is also how we learn about vegan-friendly businesses as more people share their experiences with vegan food, products, and services. By building a solid online presence, companies can create a wider audience and create more growth opportunities. Businesses can build trust and loyalty by engaging with customers personally. For individuals who love to travel like Courtney, social media is ideal for sharing photos and stories of your experiences. A solid social media presence can attract businesses that offer travel-related products and services. These companies may want to partner with you for potential collaborations. In other words, social media is mutually beneficial for the influencer as it is for the business. If you're interested in hiring Courtney to manage your social media accounts or for any other marketing needs, you can reach her at the link that I will add in the show notes. And if you're interested in attending one of her vegan tours, visit dallasbychocolate.com. And look for the vegan options because those are the ones that Courtney leads. I'd love to hear from you in terms of what you think about this episode, about brand awareness and all that good stuff. And stay tuned because the next week or the next episode is going to be my interview with Dr. Will Tuttle, the guest that's coming December 13th. So stay tuned for that as well. And as always, my friends, thank you for being a listener. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to spread our message. Thanks for listening.